Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Tag Team Podcast. I am your co-host, Johnny Tartaglione. And I'm your other co-host, Anthony. And you know, I gotta tell you something, Johnny. These guys, these viewers, they've been giving me shit about our intro. They said it's cheesy. They said because I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen, that I really am just sounding corny. When really, the content of the no, podcast that's you fucking, is absolute fuckery. That's because you fucking suck at the intro, and maybe I should just do it from now on. Well, maybe you fucking should, but I mean, we'll let the viewers decide. Let us know what you guys think. Is our uh, intro too cheesy for the shit we give you guys? Because they, uh, they, they I don't were, know, I they were giving me shit, and they were like, they were like, you know, you kind of just sound like you got a stick up your ass the whole time, and then you get into it and you sound normal. And I'm like, well, nah, well, fuck that, like because funny. they wouldn't. Fuck that. They wouldn't have the balls to do the podcast. We do. We throw our shit out there. Who gives a shit about our intro? We're rolling with it. Fair enough. And it's unique. So it is what it is. Well, ladies and, and gentlemen. I say we stick with it. I got to tell you one thing, though. This is our first podcast that is apart from each other. You know, we are currently, I'm currently sitting in my apartment in Syracuse, New York, and Johnny is still in North Carolina. And, uh, you know, yep. I'm glad that we're still able to bring the content to you guys. I'm glad the tag team uh, podcast can continue because this is something that I'm loving. I, I you, I, you guys have given us great feedback. You know, I want to you. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> fucking jerk off. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Listen, yeah, you're right. I'm glad we could bring the content, even though we're not apart. But you know what? Everything's moving to a virtual world, so get with it. Yeah, exactly. Right? Get with it. Yep. So we're here today. And I got my headset on to hear you. I feel like all technical and shit, but I kind of like it. I guess that's just how the commentators feel. How you feel bougie as and, fuck uh, now? Speaking of, speaking, speaking of commentators, we should talk about the game that uh, Tony Romo just commented, a.k.a. the Super Bowl, if you haven't heard of it before. And uh, yeah, I just kind of want to get into the blowout and beatdown that occurred. So what are your initial thoughts on this game? Because I'm pretty sure everybody was surprised by what happened. I think I would have had more fucking fun watching paint dry on the wall. <laughs> if I'm being completely yep. honest with I you. I agree with you. This game was boring through and through. From the first drive, I mean, you, you look at it. The game was 0-0. They each had a drive. It was boring. And then uh, eventually Kansas City gets the field goal to take the lead 3-0. And everybody's like, yo, first first score is a field goal. And everybody's flipping out about their, their bets. You know, and you look at it and yep. it's like, wow, maybe this game's going to be tight. Because then Tom Brady comes right back and throws a touchdown just as the rigged NFL. I swear to God, in that moment, I was like, the NFL's rigged. That's a joke. Because, you know, obviously... It was just funny because Tom Brady throws a touchdown pass to Gronkowski, and you're like, wow, this is literally verbatim what should happen in any situation that is textbook. But I was. So I, I just want to say this. My, my initial in regards where the game was boring. Hold on, 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 hold on. Right, I want to say right, this really right. quickly because you mentioned, you mentioned the Gronk touchdown. Hypothetically, there was a bet place within the family on Gronk first touchdown at plus 1,400. So that was a good dub for him. Correct. I mean, I can't say now. That. Now you could continue. I'm just saying. I did. The first bet. touchdown was a good bet, but you never know what's going to happen. I'm just saying that it was textbook. And you know, when you look at this game, you see the 31 to nine final score, and you're confused because you look back at week 12, and the game was 27 24, and you know, the Chiefs coming into this game had a 52.1 percent chance to win according to ESPN's FBI. So. They really sat there and you said, this game's going to be tight. You got a great defense going against a great offense. And believe it or not, the great defense was the team that put up 31 points. 
And, you know, you watch yeah. this game, and I thought if you were ever to see a final score like this, it'd be with the Chiefs taking the victory. I never thought in a million years that the Buccaneers would blow them out. I thought the Bucs were going to win. I said, I said Bucs plus three. But you never thought, I never thought, I never thought I'd see this coming, ever, ever. So if you had Bucks money line, Bucks plus three, and the under for the game, you were the ultimate winner. And that's basically how I saw it. I fucked up. And, and Gronkowski first I, touchdown. And Gronkowski first touchdown was huge. Uh, I went with the Chiefs. I got fucked. It was a long weekend for Johnny Tags. And that's all I got to <laughs> say about that. Um, this game was just pure dominance from the Bucks, and Todd Bowles did an amazing job with that defense. He did an amazing job with the schemes, and his preparation for the game really showed on the field, and it was incredible to watch. I didn't expect Mahomes to have zero pass protection, and that's exactly what happened here. The Bucks bought the Bucks brought the pressure, and Mahomes felt it, and as a result, Mahomes had zero passing touchdowns which is insane to think about. They didn't if have any touchdowns Mahomes, in general, not just zero passing touchdowns, zero right. touchdowns total. They didn't even yeah, hit Clyde Edwards where if you bet if, if you bet Mahomes to throw zero touchdown passes, you're walking away pretty rich. So congratulations if you had the balls to bet that because I think 99.9% of the people who watch football would not have bet that. Okay, but let's talk Patrick. But yeah, Mahomes it was absolutely incredible. It was, it was, hold on, hold on. I want to get into this real quick because I mentioned this on our podcast last week that if the Bucks got to, if the Bucks got to Mahomes, that was going to be the X factor in the game. And that's exactly what we saw. They put pressure on Mahomes. Mahomes couldn't, didn't have time for the routes to develop. And yeah, I know everyone saw that stat on Bleacher Report where he ended up running like 497 yards just from being That's what I was going to say. Let's, let's, let's step back for a second. Let's that was about, nuts. Let's talk about Patrick. That was here. You saw that was probably the craziest stat of the night. I can, I was not disappointed with how he played one bit. I did, even though it's his worst statistical game in his career. You look at it and you watch the game. He was trying everything he possibly could. You know he had his offensive lineman out, so he was getting pressured on the whole right side the whole night. You saw the pocket collapsing over and over again. And like you said, he ran over 400 yards just trying to get out of the pocket. And he made some absurd throws. You know, it was a funny TikTok I saw where it was just a, it was a remake of what he was doing. And literally, it was prime time example of him just rushing out of the pocket, getting lost, throwing it and just guessing where everything was. Because that's literally what I thought. It, it felt like at the end of that game, I was watching a backyard football game because of the amount of time that he gave himself to run around over these defensive linemen that are coming at him. He's just sitting there whittling in between them, but then throwing up ridiculous, crazy passes, and they're hitting the receivers in the hands. That one pass he threw, I don't so, know if you guys saw it, where he was diving. From the knees. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy accuracy. I would have to say... I think we could all agree that the most amazing play of the night, even though it resulted in nothing, was that play he threw while he was face diving into the ground and he throws a fucking dime to the receiver and it hits him in the hands and he drops it. So Mahomes laid it all out on the line. His performance, his numbers he put up didn't show his effort that he put into the game. And I'm not saying at all that his performance is what cost the Chiefs because it certainly wasn't. He had no help on offense. He had no help from the offensive line. Obviously, the defense let up 31 points. I know Mahomes threw two interceptions, but it's hard to score 31 points in a game when you're not having time in the pocket to throw and you're not having time to let the plays develop. 
So well, I, that was ultimately the result of this game. When you go back and you rewatch the footage of the game, you see the momentum swing when the Bucks take that 14 to 3 lead with 6 minutes left in the first half. You see just the look of the faces of the Chiefs. They're taken back by the fact that Tom Brady just put up two scores on him with Rob Gronkowski for two scores. And Okay, but I want to say this really quickly. That interception should have been a pick because I believe that holding call was bullshit and I think that changed the whole outcome of the game. Because the score was 7 to 3. That was the play where Tyron Matthew got the pick and they called the holding on the corner. And the Bucks ended up scoring a touchdown. And that's that's a 14-point swing possibly for the Chiefs if they were able to drive down and score, which we can't say they did because they scored they scored nine points. The okay, whole but game. the Bucks the Bucks but definitely still. should have scored earlier when they were at the one yard line and got stuffed. You know what I'm saying? Like they should yeah. have put the points on. You're right. And you would have thought that that would have been a huge momentum swing for the Chiefs. That was unbelievable to stuff them on the half-yard line and get the ball back. And then and, they get the big play to Tyreek. Tyreek made a couple moves to get them back out of and give them some breathing room, and they still they still struggled. And they they ended up having to. They what was up, really? They ended up having. They ended up was, having. They ended up having a punt, and then the Bucks scored. And once they go, well, up, what was really surprising about the whole game was that the Chiefs had no explosive plays, and that was unbelievable to see. When you watch a Chiefs game, you're expecting one big play to break out, and that did not happen. The Bucks' defense was impeccable. I wish they could give the MVP award to the defense as a whole because they truly deserve it. I mean, when you think though, when it was coming into with one minute left in the first half, fourteen to six, what do you what do you what are you thinking right now at that point? You're thinking, okay, this is a tight game going to the second half. You think Tom Brady's not going to go out there and score a touchdown? You know, you're right. Like that drive is right. incredible. Does. You can't tell me that. That drive right there does not solidify why he has seven rings in the first place. It does. I mean, you. Well, fucking, you get a couple penalty call. You get a couple penalty calls because you're Tom Brady, and then you're in position to score. Let's okay, be that's honest just here. You he hate did Tom get a Brady, little bit. Of, I get. I get I'm he not gets a hating help. Tom Brady. No. Okay, but how about that pass in the back of the end zone where they called the pi? That pass was not catchable. I believe it was to Mike Evans, right? Yeah, it was. Do you remember that play? It was uh-huh, back of the yeah. end zone. That pass was not catchable. And that's the rules. On a pass that's not catchable, there's no pass interference. So I believe that was a huge momentum swing too because the Bucks ended up scoring on that. But then in the fucking bullshit So there's a couple fairy, plays he- in the fucking bullshit fairy tale season that this was for the Buccaneers, he finds Antonio Brown in the end zone before the half, which was immaculate. To me, I was shook. If you looked at me, I, I just before you make your point, I want to say if you looked at me before the game and you said that the touchdowns in the first half were going to be two to Rob Gronkowski and one to Antonio Brown at the beginning of the season. What is that? That's insane. That's not even believable. Like, You're you right. couldn't sit there at the beginning. When, when, right before Gronk signs, if I looked at you and said, hey, the Super Bowl this year, there's going to be three touchdowns. The Bucs are going to make the Super Bowl. It's going to be Tom Brady leading the charge, and he's going to throw two touchdowns to Gronk and one to Antonio Brown. You'd be like, you'd be like what the fuck, dude? That's not even going to fucking happen. You know what I'm saying? So ultimately... Ultimately, we saw all the 2012 NFL stars showing out in 2021, which is unbelievable. Obviously, we have Father Time Brady still a star in the league, but many people thought, obviously, Gronkowski retired, and for a while there, it looked like Antonio Brown was going to be out of the league. And thanks to Tom Brady, they're catching passes in the Super Bowl still. So props to Brady, because I'm sure he whittled his way up to the front office and found them a spot on the team. On the on the roster for those guys, but and ended up panning out, and the Bucks are Super Bowl champs. So I'm I'm ultimately looking at stats from this game, and it's absolutely unreal. When you look at the stats on paper, it doesn't look like a blowout, which is unreal because for total first downs, 
Bucks 26, Chiefs 22. Total plays, the Chiefs ran more total plays on offense, 69 to 63. They had more total yards, and they had more passing yards. And if you write that down on paper for the Chiefs offense without looking at the numbers, you would automatically think that's a win for them. But Bucks led in, led in rushing yards and obviously forced two turnovers on Mahomes. So that was that was the key there. And the Chiefs couldn't get in the red zone. They were 0 for 3 in the red zone, and the Bucks capitalized. They were 3 for 5. And, yeah, I mean, it was a defensive battle. I know the Bucks scored 31 points, but they turned their defense into offense, and that's what decided it. I knew as soon Travis, as— it- Travis Kelsey did go off, though. I knew Kelsey was going to go off. I said that last week. Kelsey well, he had the big drop in the first quarter, and everybody was scared. You know, he dropped that pass in the sidelines in the first quarter, and everybody's like, what's up with Kelsey right now? You know? Yeah, so I but wanted to bet. I wanted to bet. I wanted to bet the over at seven and a half receptions for him, and I was a bitch, and I didn't bet it. And, of course, he had six receptions at halftime. So that just led to my miserable weekend of Super Bowl <laughs> betting. But, you know, whatever. Um, what are you going to do? It's gone now. I knew the game was over as soon as Antoine Winfield picked that ball off. That was when, you know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, okay, Mahomes has still got this. It's Andy Reid. You never know what's going to happen. Greatest QB in the league right now, in my opinion, right now. And... I thought they still had a shot, and boom, bang, unreal. When, when when he threw up, when he threw up the peace sign to to Tyreek, that was the most savage thing in the game. Everybody's like, the announcers like, that's a little bit disrespectful. I'm like, no, dude. If you go back and you watch the game of Week 12 when Tyreek gave him the peace sign, dude, that is impeccable, just dirtiness to get revenge, and I love it so much. I love it. I love yeah, that. Yeah, that was grit. the game. I love that will to just say fuck you and. I beat your ass, and I don't care that he's a rookie. Everybody's like, he's a rookie. That's disrespectful to do Tyreek Hill's, you know, obviously. But you go back to week 12, and Tyreek Hill gives him the peace sign. So, obviously, it's just redemption. Screw you. I won. Like, I love that. Well, that was the, for it. That was the same game. That was the same game where Tyreek Hill flipped in the back of the end zone and really just shit all over the Bucks because he had two 200 receiving guards in the first quarter. Exactly. So, yeah, the Bucks came. The Bucks. Todd Todd Bowles was the MVP of this game, and that's that's just where I stand. Obviously, you can't give the MVP to a coach, but if I could give it, that would be it because he fucking showed out. How about the redemption for Todd Bowles' career, though? How about the redemption for Todd Bowles' career, though? You look at it and you see how miserable he was in New York. With the Jets? Yeah, you saw how miserable he was in New York, how his system wasn't working. He got Obviously, he got outed, and you sit here and he finds a way to rebound his career under under Bruce Arians in, in Tampa, and they built this system that really worked you know they obviously had some kinks in the beginning of the system but the coaching for this bucks team was impeccable i gotta give it out to the entire coaching staff because the ability to coach these players and to bring all these big heads that are athletes but they also have their own persona their own personalities to bring them together and to make this synergetic relationship work to win the Super Bowl is incredible to me. I love it. I mean, think about all the big old names. You got Dama Kung Su, JPP, Rob Gronkowski, Tom Brady, Antonio Brown, Leonard Fournette. You got guys that are on the obviously the older end of their career, but they're able to come together and this coaching with Todd Bowles, with Bruce Arians, were able to create this synergetic relationship that led them to an 11-5 season, led them to beating Breeze in the playoffs, beating fucking Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs, and eventually beating Mahomes in the playoffs. And you just got to give it up to the coaching. So I highly agree with you that, that this is a huge redemption for Todd Bowles, and I love what the Bucks were able to do with all these players. And Bruce Arians did a great job at delegating tasks within the system. 
when you see a head coach try to do everything, it doesn't work out as well. But he did a great job delegating tasks to Brian Leftwich uh, and Todd Bowles and other assistant coaches. So props to them. The Bucks offense did look good in this one too. Brady with three touchdown passes. And I would have to say I love the Bucks two-headed monster in the backfield with Fournette and Ronald Jones. Uh, Fournette, 16 carries uh, for 89 yards and a touchdown. And then Ronald Jones had 60-something yards rushing. 60, yeah, 61 yards. I think it was 60, 60, yeah, 61. Yeah, so they both looked good in the backfield. They attacked that Chiefs defense and got after it on offense as well. So we're giving a lot of credit to the defenses and coaches. Devin but White. How about Ultimately, White? you got to score. How about Devin White? You got to score, you gotta score to win the game. 12 tackles total for the game, two for a loss, and he also had a pick in the game. So you got to give props yep. to Devin White too. He he really led the charge for the and Bucks defense. That that wasn't it was the game ceiling pick. It was like the cherry on top. Chiefs were driving and he got the pick at the end zone. So that was cool to see for him. You want to yeah, you, you want me to I explain the major difference though in what I saw the difference in this game was. The only reason why I saw this game 31-9 and could understand it, you take one statistic, one statistic and it explains the whole game of why the Chiefs shit the bed. Absolutely fucking shit the bed. When you look at in the in the pocket, Brady was only pressured nine and a half percent of the dropbacks, while Patrick Mahomes was pressured fifty-seven percent of dropbacks. Nine and a half percent to fifty. But who said that? And who half. said that last week? I said the difference was going to be that last week exactly. You, so, you said the you pressure on Mahomes. I fucking. I got to give you mad props. I fucking that. blow. I blow ass at sports betting, but I saw this. I saw the way this game was going to go, and I still bet the other way. So I guess I'm pretty fucking stupid with that. So fuck me, but yeah, I saw how it was going to go. I would have to say my favorite moment at the Super Bowl weekend was I was in a restaurant. I was in a bar, and the the group I was with on the on the bachelor party, we had a group bet on the over for the national anthem, and we timed it. And when the over hit, we all went bananas in the bar. We were fucking screaming, and it was like that meme that everyone sees where everyone's in the bar watching that big TV screen, and something happens, and the bar goes crazy. Well, that was literally us. And yeah, just a couple of prop bets. We got let down when it was uh, – what what was the head? It was it was heads, correct? Yeah, it was. And we had bet tails, or my yeah. opposite. Yeah, so we fucking lost out on that one. But yeah, it was fucking fantastic. I well, can't even mention the halftime show see, because did you see did you see that TikTok that got released the morning of the Super Bowl that the guy recorded the rehearsal and was able to time the how long the national anthem was going to be and it was two minutes and seventeen seconds so everybody knew before yep. the game that it was going to be two minutes and seventeen seconds so a lot of books across the country pulled that bet because somebody snuck outside or the they stadium bumped it during the rehearsal no 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 a lot of books just pulled it a lot of books pulled it yeah. um but. The video showed that the re- in the rehearsal that the, the national anthem was going to be two minutes and seventeen seconds. So God bless everybody that got in and the over on that two minute line because that TikTok blew it all for everybody because they got out and a lot of books pulled it because they knew that it was going to be two minutes and seventeen seconds and they knew the over was going to hit. No books really changed their lines. In my honest point. opinion, in my honest opinion, they should have put the over under like at two eighteen because obviously, even though you rehearse, it's not going to be the same thing. So if you slapped it at two eighteen, that would have been sick. But that, but then that Vegas been a knows. Fuck you but then Vegas, Vegas is also doesn't know. You know what I'm saying? Vegas likes to set it up to where they know. Yeah. You know, they they, they try and set it up wow. to where they think they know. They are confident in the ability that they know. And when you look at these prop bets, it's all it's all hypotheticals and bullshit. You don't know. So they give you shitty odds and they put it at lines that make sense. And 
for them to strip that bet, I wasn't surprised. It was just funny that somebody actually went outside, recorded the rehearsal, and got it done. You know what I'm saying? But this weekend, so I learned two things. I I learned two things from the Super Bowl. Number one, I'm a fucking bitch because I didn't <laughs> bet the prop bets, and I I wrote down five prop bets, and they went four for five. They fucking fucking batted eight hundred, and I'm sitting here losing on the fucking Chiefs. And the second thing is, don't ever bet on Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. And I think that's the lesson that everybody took away from this. We're going we're gonna to spend the next segment talking about our trip. So keep it real. Keep it here. This is the Tag Team Podcast. And I want you guys to know that this was some crazy, batshit crazy shit. Batshit crazy shit. Coming up next, we'll be back. Welcome back to the Tag Team Podcast. I'm your co-host, Anthony, joined by my other co-host. Johnny, as all of you know. That was a bad transition, dude. That was an awful transition. You know what? From now on, we're just going to say each other's names because that sounds so fucking awkward. We're going to leave it in there anyways. We're going to leave it in there. I kind of like that. It'll make everyone laugh a little bit. (laughs) Dude. That was good. We, your pause was just like, Johnny. <laughs> that, that was atrocious. I'm not meant for the radio. I'm a fucking bum, dude. I'm a bum. Uh, you're meant for the podcast, though. Nolens. We're going to get into Nolens. Fuck the intro. It's oh, behind I'm us. I'm so excited to talk Nolens. about Nolens. 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 New Orleans. Nolens. However the fuck you want to say it. Nola. New Orleans. Nolens. New Orleans. I hate the people that say New Orleans. Like, it's a bunch of lean. Like, New Orleans. Like, I like Nolens. Nolens, Nola, Nola. But, all right, so before we even talk about the trip, I just want you to give it a number, one through ten. Go ahead. Before we even talk about it. Can I just say this? I don't even want to give it a fucking one through ten. All I want to say is, fuck you, Nola. You'll never see me again. Ever. That's all I got to say. Fuck it. I'll never be back. Okay. My asshole's back there. You can't there. just say that. My, my, now everybody's like, what the fuck happened? My my asshole's back there. My money's back there. And my pride is back there. I left it all behind. <laughs> all behind. It's all okay. in Nuggets. It's all on Bourbon Street. It's all in the casino. It's all in the Airbnb. Fucking so shitty. My- sh- fun weekend, but shitty. Like, I can't even. I'll tell the stories, but you go ahead. Whatever the fuck you want to say. Okay. So we. We. It's Friday. We wake up. We're going to a nice brunch. It's like, all right, they're getting mimosas. I'm just sitting there eating my my fucking biscuit and chicken with gravy on it. You know, as the southerner that I am, and you guys, can I bump in right southern here? Northern. Can I jump in line? Yeah, can I go skip ahead. you. Bump in. Bump yeah, in. brunches. <laughs> Went to Jumping. brunches. Fucking pineapple mimosas. Unreal. Unbelievable. They smacked me. It was WWE SmackDown Raw with the mimosas. And let me tell yeah, you, so Nick and, I got so Nick, on my the plane. Father. I was all bossed up. It was insane. I was tired. <laughs> I was ready to go, though. I was like, let's get after it. 9 a.m., Nick, my cousin, John, who's my father, and then Johnny, we're all ripping it up mimosas at breakfast. So they're all getting t- torn up. And I'm like, oh, God. So I drive to the airport. We get there. And we get out. And we're like, all right, we get our bags checked. And they're all ripped. I'm like, fuck this. And I'm the only one with TSA pre-check. So they get in security. They're, they're a little bit behind me. We get through. 
And the first thing they all fucking do, these fuckers, is go straight to the bar. 10 a.m. 10 a.m. <laughs> right to the bar. Straight to the bar. Straight to the bar. And they're ordering beers. And I'm sitting there on my phone. I'm like, I'm like, these fuckers are really going to be hammered when we get on the plane. Well, what are now, you supposed granted, to my do? Dad did not, my, dad, my dad didn't drink. My dad did not drink as much as you guys did. But we get on the plane. They're all ripped up. There's a huge tropical storm coming in. So Johnny's sitting there scratching his neck. Fuck, 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 fuck. He's hammered, though. But he's fucking nervous for this flight because we got a lot of turbulence coming. Luckily, the flight was ended up being okay. We had our we had a layover in Charlotte. We get into New Orleans, and instantly I'm like, "Fuck, dude, I am so anxious." Because the problem is, is that I'm a college student. My classes start this week, which which is when we're filming this. So I'm shitting my pants like, "Fuck, I need to get back to New York for classes." So, my so literally, literally, sh- literally shitting your pants or metaphorically? And Johnny and Nikki tags metaphorically shitting my pants. But Johnny and Nick are already sitting there hammered as fuck, and I'm sitting there anxious. Fuck, 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 fuck. So instantly I changed my flight to Sunday because I'm just shitting myself because I got to get back. Because I'm just freaking out about getting back to school. You know, obviously stress of school and getting everything started. I was like, fuck this. And I fucking dropped it, and I was like, I'm changing my flight. So I changed my flight to Sunday. Everybody's giving me shit, you motherfucking pussy. Why are you changing flight leaving early? But everybody obviously was just joking with me. They were just giving me a hard time because they wanted me to stay for the Super Bowl. But I ended up not being with Johnny and them for the Super Bowl. I just wanted to preface that before we get in. But we get there, and there it is. Preface, ladies and gentlemen, winner. If you bet the over under on how many times (laughs) Sony Sags would say preface, the line was a half, and you banged the over because nobody bets the under. (laughs) Winner. (laughs) I definitely think the line would have not been a half. Continue. Betting me saying that word. God damn it! I I should have waited. I should have waited till the end and said the line was like two and a half, and then if you smacked it three times, that would have been more late. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, next podcast, the line for preface is at two and a half. Yeah, but, but you can't do um, that now. I just blew it. I blew the whole ass operation. Fuck me. Okay, yeah. Continue on with okay, what you were saying. To, back to what we're fucking getting. We get there, and I'm already like, New Orleans is a dump. I'm like, fuck this place. It's cloudy, overcast. It's cold. I don't want to be here. I'm, but I'm excited because, obviously, it's Chaz's bachelor party, and I love my cousin. I love what he's doing everybody. You know, we got family coming in. It's great to see everybody. Um, so we get there, and everybody's like, all right, let's get ripped up. So we go to the Airbnb, and Chaz went all out and upgraded us in Airbnb, so props to him for doing that. This, this place was lit. This Airbnb was sick. It's like an industrial park building right downtown, right next to Harris. Right in the right five minutes from Bourbon Street, perfect spot, and this place is nice as hell. But I don't want to, I'm fucking already anxious through the roof, and Johnny's shit faced. So we're like, fuck. All right. So first night we go, we go to the casino. I walk in, I get thrown out immediately. Gone. Zipped. See ya. Because I'm not 21. I try. Sniff ya. Sniff ya. Johnny gets in, obviously goes to tables, but here's the thing. Whoa, no, 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 that's bad bullshit. That makes me seem like a bad brother because everybody else got in. I can't believe you just threw me under the fucking bus like that. That makes me seem shitty. I fucking waited with you and I walked with you until we had to go to dinner because I didn't want you walking the streets alone, dickhead. Well, once I got up with Dad, you Yeah, once you got you under the bus, Dad was there. Once you you got up with Dad, once you got up with Dad, I went to the tables. And that yeah, was, was a, a terrible that decision. I had no idea where the fuck anything was in the middle of a pandemic, and I got no idea where the fuck I'm at. I don't want to fucking I be sitting fucking, outside. I fucking, I wish. What the fuck am I doing? I wish the casino threw me out. It fucking shit on me all weekend. 
Shit, okay, but we're getting to the casino. You can explain your your fucking whole experience at the casino in a second. But back yeah, but we up. need to we need to break this up a little bit because you're you're just telling stories for five minutes at a time. Well, you need to break it up a little bit. I'm losing it. I'm losing uh, it over here. Tell the story in a second. I just want to I want to tell you about what happened. So I go across the street, and the problem is is that I'm not 21, but the steakhouse is in the casino. So there's a fucking problem there. There's 15 of us in our party for the for the for the for the bachelor party. And the problem is fucking the restaurant, everybody is over 21 besides my ass. So my dad's sitting there like, okay, he could just come in, right? It's a restaurant, like no big deal. Fuck no. Nope, you can't get in. Because the problem with hires is the piece of shit is the whole like actual area of the casino, you have to be 21 to enter. So I couldn't even go into the restaurant. So we ended up having to go over to Gordon Beers. For dinner and everybody had to leave the casino because of my ass not being 21. So I already felt like shit for being the asshole that didn't let us get into the nice ass restaurant. We had to go to Gordon. No offense to Gordon Beers, but it's not as nice as the steakhouse we were going to. And we ended up not eating there and everybody bitched and moaned because the service was god awful. But I just want to I just want to say fuck Harris. Fuck Harris. Fuck yeah, Harris. I could I could, get on, I, I could get on I could I could get I can get on the same boat as you and say fuck Harris. They took all my money. They took all of so it. Literally pretty much all the whole night, the whole first night was a bad shit show for the whole first night. I ended up going to bed and that was it. The whole first night was ruined because fucking, I couldn't get in the casino. We couldn't go eat at the night restaurant and I just ended up going to dinner at Gordon Beers and going home. So like, I mean, yeah, I'm not sitting there complaining about what happened, but I'm sitting there complaining about what happened because it's a fucking bachelor party and I wanted to go, you know, have some fucking fun with the boys. But yeah. obviously, you know, so I, and whatever. I go and I jump on the tables fucking friday night i have 20 dollars in my pocket it's 20 dollar minimum table so i have to throw down every 20 i have to throw down 20 dollars on every bet for blackjack so i pull the 20 out and i fucking lose my first hand in blackjack so i said fuck it that's my night i i just didn't gamble with my money the rest of the night well chaz ends up going to the bathroom he's playing on the same table as me and i'm literally just gambling with his money i swear i fucking won 200 hours off his money in five minutes and yeah that was just my luck. It wasn't even my money, but I was winning. So I gave him his money back. He's he's the bad. It's the he put together the party. He put the other. You know trip. why? Because you're a fucking putz. You're a putz. And you know I'm what? You know why you're a putz? Because you know, you know why you're a putz? Because you gamble with your own money, you lose it. But you gamble with somebody else's money, you win. That's how you wow. do your putz. Because you know why? You'll never win with your own money if you if you always like that. Because wow. you're sitting there and you're just gonna continually chase the win that wasn't even with your money. No, no, no. I fucking cut myself off after the twenty because I was like, you know what? Jesus has given me a sign. But Nikki Tags didn't. Nikki fucking Tags didn't. Whatever. Everyone who gambled, we're, we're no, we're saying we're leaving that up to them. I'm not disclosing who won what or who lost what. But yeah, so I won money, but it wasn't my money, and that's how my night went. I get to Saturday. Saturday was an absolute shit show. We fucking go to Bourbon Street. Me and Nick get up on this fucking balcony in this bar, and it was absolutely nuts. We got thrown off because shit was being thrown everywhere off the balcony at people. And I was like, this is insane. So we went in the we back, we went back into the bar, and yeah, we just kept drinking because it was a fucking drink fest all day. But that balcony was nuts. If you saw my Instagram post, that's what I was talking about. We were chilling up there for a little while. And yeah, I basically saw this this fat girl flashed us. And that, I don't know if that was like, I think it was horrifying. Like, I, I know I was expecting it to happen. 
but she just walked by and it was like woo whoop de doo and yeah tits the and question is it. the question is was she I just have this one question because I think this would be so fucking I was not with you but was she wearing a mask because I'm just asking because if she wasn't or if she was it'd be so funny because you saw her tits but not her face yeah no she was she was she was in fact wearing a mask <laughs> she was wearing a mask she was wearing a mask <laughs> yep <laughs> So basically, Saturday was just a lot of drinking, a lot of walking on Bourbon Street. I will say this: Bourbon oh Street's kind of sketchy. Don't walk, don't walk alone on Bourbon Street. If you go, make sure you're with somebody. They literally sell edibles on the street. There's people that walk around and ask you if you want some crack, coke, whatever. But it's still fun. Check yeah, it out if you get the meth. chance. I got off yeah. meth. And they like whisper in your ear, like I don't know. They're trying to get like sexual with you about coke, but they're just trying to ask you for it. I don't I know. know. It's it's kind of weird. But uh, yeah, check it out if you get the chance. Go when it's COVID free. But it was still a good time. I got some some Nolans beads. It was fun. It was a good time. What when you say you would call New Orleans the greatest, like the coolest thing that you'd never do twice because it's fucking shitty. Like it's absolutely. great, but it's shitty. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like it's the same reason why I love Syracuse. Syracuse is shitty, but it's great because I love the especially people. Especially with the weekend. With the socks. Especially with the weekend that I had. So we get back, we go to dinner that night, we're all fucking shit-faced, all ripped up, and we're getting towards the end of the night, it's at this nice restaurant, and this 50 to 55-year-old lady comes up to us, like randomly, because it was just me, Nick, and Ant sitting at the end of the table, and she goes, yeah, you guys shouldn't worry if the bars are closing early, because the swinger bar is open till 4.30, the swinger bar! Are you shitting me? Are you going to the swinger bar? Are you shitting me? <laughs> Are you shitting me? Unbelievable. Are you shitting me? Unreal. No way. No way. <laughs> but basically, this is going to get kind of disturbing, kind of graphic. But this is what she says. Word for word. Quote, unquote. She goes, yeah, I don't always dance with people at the swinger bar and I don't always take action. But sometimes I just sit there and pleasure myself. Ladies and gentlemen, that speaks volumes. And that's all volumes. I got to say. That's all I so got to say about you that. You can tell that New Orleans is a little crazy. It's a little bit outside of our comfort zone. But I'll tell you what, it was, it was, fucking, it was fucking an experience that I'll never forget. I'll tell you that. I'll sit there and I'll always think about that trip because it's, it was just batshit crazy. You got, you got a Darth Vader guy <laughs> with a wild-ass amp on his shoulder Dancing in the middle of the street, nine a.m. Doing, going, going batshit crazy shit. Just fucking. No, I got this one. Dancing. I got this one. This one's for the boys. Bust down Tatiana, dancing it out, middle of the streets, busting down. He was and unreal. He was, he was dancing out the hard, like hardcore rock, like hype music, and this man was after it. So if you guys want to go check this out, I'm sure there's a video on YouTube or on Twitter of this dude. Because it looks like he was out there every day. So it looks like it's something that he does all the time. So just look up Dancing Darth Vader in New Orleans and you'll probably find him. Because he's got a gold helmet and he's got a black suit. And it's it's definitely it's definitely something to see. I'll tell you that. Yeah, so I did her Saturday night. He's got three dance moves though. He throws his hands up and then he does the little ass shake and then he drops it, he drops it for the toots. He butts it down. Same move every time. Yeah. So Saturday yeah. night, that was nuts getting asked to go to the swinger bar. I'm drinking old fashions. I'm drinking sangria. I'm drinking beer. I get back, I'm all ripped up. I go to the fucking, we go to the casino, and yeah, I got tanked. I got absolutely obliterated. 
So basically, I walked in there with my money. I'm down to my final hand, and I put up the rest of my bet. And for those of you who know Blackjack, this would be a good story for you, and you're going to laugh at this. So I had my hand up, and I have my first card to 10. I'm like, shit, let's go. This is going to be a winner. The next card I pull is a six. And I'm like, you got to be shitting me. I was like, this is unreal. I pull a fucking 16. And the dealer's showing a two. The dealer's showing a two. I'm like, this is unbelievable. I'm like, I'm going to win this hand. I'm going to win off a 16 and I'm going to be backing up. Giddy at him. Wow. As it turns out, she has a two. Dealer flips a 10 for a 12. So I'm like, fuck. Okay. There's a face card under there. She's going to bust. Yep. Then you're going She's monkey, gonna bust. monkey, monkey, yeah. monkey, monkey. You want a I'm, face card. I know. That's what I'm saying. So then she flips a three for a 15. And I'm like, okay, this is for still good. For you guys good. who don't know Blackjack, hold on. For you guys who don't know, monkey is what you scream whenever you want a face card to come out because that's what a face card's called. So she's at 15. Continue. And I'm like, okay, she's not going to pull anything less than a six here. Well, to shove some shit down my throat, she pulls a fucking six for a 21. And that's how I went to bed. Unreal. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to bed with the fucking shit stick down my throat because the dealer was a piece of shit for pulling that. It's not their fault. But the casino fucked me. I was losing all night. I couldn't even stay on the table. When I gamble, I just want to be on the table to enjoy myself. I want to play for a little bit. No, they were like, fuck you. You're out of here. One, uh, Three up, three down kind of inning. See you later. So that happened. And yeah, Saturday, Saturday night, we get back. And one of my cousins, one of the guys on the bachelor trip, I'm not going to disclose who this was, but I have to tell this story. They had a rock in their stomach all weekend, like since Saturday morning, and they had to puke. They had to get it up. (laughs) So they fucking, they're trying to yick all in the bowl, like pulling trig. They can't fucking puke. So they they take a shit in the bowl, and then they whip the shit and puke. (laughs) So I guess moral of the story is that if you want to make yourself puke and you can't, take a shit, whip shit. it, and yick. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yick all over the place. And I got if one more. Pull, if you're going to pull one quote from this whole entire podcast, from the whole thing, it would be, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to puke, take a shit, whip it, and yick. That's a bold, that's a bold move. That's a bold Johnny play. Johnny Tartaglione. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a bold play. Fascinating, both play. So I got one other puking story. It was not because, me. It was not me. No, I'm not Ugh. disclosing who it was because that's unfair. But no, I no, no, no. am yeah. going to tell one more yicking story, one more puking story, one more yakking story, barf, whatever the fuck you call puking. And basically, me and somebody were walking home and they tried to puke in this bush. And I guess the bush looked appealing because the other group who was about 15 minutes behind us Ended up stopping to try to puke in the same bush. But me and the other person already <laughs> walked upstairs. And we didn't find out about this till two and a half hours later. And we were talking about it. And it was funny as fuck because they both tried to puke at the same bush. And it was unreal. And they both couldn't <laughs> they, they couldn't yak. It was dry heaves. It was a dry heave over the bush. So I guess the bush okay, was dehydrated. Can I ask you a question though? I left, I left before you. Was the dude who was passed out on the wood next to the house, was he still there in the morning when you woke up? Dude, he, yeah, no, dude, he wasn't. He was gone. He, he was, was gone. Gone-y. So he lived. Gone. Okay, I legitimately thought this dude was dead. So there so was a fenced I. off area for construction that we couldn't, like, obviously go in. 
And this dude was on the walk, laying down, passed out. Just out, like a light, like sleeping. And I'm like, well, do I call the cops or do I just let him sleep? Like, we didn't, I didn't know what to do. So I was just like, you know what? We'll wait till the morning, see what's up. And I guess you guys figured it out. He was gone. So, but that was, that was crazy, dude. I walked out, that dude's just out on the lumber. He's just napping. Yeah, straight he's, up napping. He's fucking, he's fucking counting sheep on the wood, dude. <laughs> Unreal. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you've never been to New Orleans, I'll tell you, you got to go to see it. You got to go to see Bourbon Street. Obviously, going the pandemics earlier or over, it'll be a lot better. You know, there was literally nothing to do there. I got to say one nice thing. Go the pandemics over. On Sunday, for those of you who know me, I obviously didn't stop gambling Saturday night after the casino already handed me my <laughs> asshole. So I go Sunday night with some confidence after the Super Bowl, after I took a beating there, and I got, I got $100 in my pocket. $25 hands. Wow. Let's just say that was quick. It was a quickie. I uh, I lost three <laughs> straight hands. I got fucking $25 left in my pocket. I slap it on the table. I'm like, let's go. I'm making a run. Comeback of the year. And I pull a fucking 12. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, this is a loser, but maybe I have a nine in the pocket for a 21 and I can win. And the dealer says, fuck you, get off my table, flips a 10 for a 22. I bust, then oh. I go upstairs. That was my weekend. I think I was oh. on the tables for maybe about an hour total and I came out completely negative. It stripped me of my dignity, my pride, my money, my will to gamble <laughs> ever again. And yeah, my I'll liver, need, my liver needs week. a break. The liver needs a break. <laughs> The next time Johnny gets anywhere within a 50-mile radius, the casino, you know he's sniffing the tables. You know he's sniffing the tables. <laughs> Don't even cap. I have no response to that. Don't even cap. I got Don't my ass you know, whooped. It was an you ass know, whoop. 50 miles within the radius of a blackjack table, you will be sitting at that table. And I can guarantee you, if it goes exactly how it went this weekend, you'll be doing the same exact shit and the same exact bitching you're doing now. But guess what? The cycle continues. It continues. <laughs> I have no luck, but fuck it. I got to win someday, apparently. Right? That's the motto I have to have. <sighs> but it was a crazy weekend. But it was a lot of fun. And yeah, I yeah, really New enjoyed Orleans it. Is definitely, New Orleans is definitely the one thing that I'll do once and never do twice. Because yes, totally the agree. only thing that will bring me back that way is whether I'm commentating a game there or whether I have a job there or something that has to do with forcing me to go there. Because I will not willingly... Go back to New Orleans, in my nope. personal opinion. Nope. I mean, Chaz, I got to go. I need to go back. Thank you for a great trip, though. I loved it. I loved the people. I had a great time. Don't get me wrong. It was great people, great vibe. But New Orleans is a dump. I, yeah. I hate to, I hate to everybody who listens to our podcast from New Orleans. I just wasn't my type of forte. It wasn't something that I could find myself. Some people love it, though. Give it to the people who love it. It's cool. It's definitely unique. It's got its own little niche to itself, but not for me. New Orleans if I – if I had to put this in a basketball reference, basically New Orleans fucking broke my ankles and yammed all over me, and I just tasted their gooch <laughs> on the way down. That's pretty much how it went. So if you just want to picture, so ladies like, and gentlemen, if you want to picture Giannis Antetokounmpo jumping over Tim Hardaway, just Photoshop a picture of New Orleans on Giannis's face, and then Photoshop me on Tim Hardaway, and I basically licked the balls of New Orleans and got yammed on. <laughs> So, yeah, that'll about wrap oh, it up for our nylon strip. 
It was a good yeah, time. So this this podcast is sponsored by uh, Tony Tags and Gooch Lips. <laughs> <laughs> That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. So if you want to sponsor this podcast, please spill the spot. Hit me up on Instagram. Hit Johnny up on Instagram at Anthony Tartaglione at JTags99. On Twitter, it's at JTags19 and at AJ Tartaglione SU. So be and, sure uh, to hit us up if you guys want this ad read spot because we would love to support your brand. We would love to make your brand grow with the podcast. It would be fantastic. And this guy's name is Gooch Lips, so you obviously want to fucking join. Yep. Get all over that. Jump on it. Let's get it. And uh, yeah, we'll be back later this week with some more content. I hope you guys got to enjoy at least a little bit of the Bachelor trip and got a little bit of knowledge about the Super Bowl if you didn't watch it or if you were too intoxicated to watch it and you wanted a little bit of a recap. There you have it. Uh, So stay tuned for more content. We're going to have another podcast coming out this week. I hope you guys enjoyed. So stay tuned for the next one. And we'll be back soon. Unreal.